We welcome you back to the Two Guys Named Chris Show. We welcome in Lisa Lanier, our official attorney. Love having her in the studio for Ask a Lawyer. We should do this more often. I always say that. It's I, true. I would love to. Yeah, I, I enjoy it. We have Lawyer up every week at this time. First, I want to apologize for the crass material you had to hear. Just wow. <sighs> That's on me. That's my fault. My, you picked my tender that. ears. I picked that one. <laughs> I know that. Secondly, you know the law very well, of course, and you were just telling us, and this is just really brief because we have a ton of people wanting to talk to you, but that your kids now, or anybody, I guess, that has nearsightedness, they're wearing contact lenses, but they're wearing them overnight while they sleep, and it reshapes the eyeball, and it makes you have perfect vision, but only for a day. Yeah, it's a really cool thing. So they and they love it because yeah. then they're you know no contacts, no glasses, but it doesn't last. So yeah. you have to just you just get used to sleeping, and it's a very firm contact so that it'll reshape your eyeball overnight. And that makes you have. And you say that what's causing their vision issues a lot of times is all the screen time. Yeah, it causes the eyeball to become more elongated. Unbelievable. Who knew we would have this kind of issue? Lisa's yeah. from the future. You yeah. are. That's unreal <laughs> how you do. By the way, somebody sent me this last thing, and then we're going to get to these folks on the phone. I just Somebody said they were cleaning out a desk and found this. It's a local like news magazine from your neighborhood. Oh, your, yeah. And your family is featured on it called the, uh, like the Hillsboro Times. And I read the article. It says the Lanier family. It's got you all there. And your kids and everything. And uh, it says in here, I read the whole article, beautiful article about you and what you do and the Lanier Law Group. And then it says, what's the only drawback to practicing law? Radio station appearances each Friday. (laughs) 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 Lanier goes into great detail. Well, you go into those articles, the the truth comes out. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Thought she was being anonymous on this one. Thought we'd never see it, and here it comes now. Let's take some questions. If you have need some legal advice, just call us, 866-470-2GNC. We'll get to as many as we can here while Lisa is with us, and we have a ton on the line. Katie will start us off. Katie, go ahead with your question for Lisa Lanier. Hi, I got married in October, and I had a live wedding artist at my wedding, and so I paid her $950 to come and paint my ceremony live, and I paid her via PayPal in April, and she came to my wedding, but she never gave me the product. She was supposed to ship it to me after my wedding, and she never has. And um, PayPal will not give me my money back because it's technically outside of the six months of transaction. And so I've paid $950 and I have no product and nothing. And the artist will not communicate with me. She's ghosted me. Wow. What a great question you have. I'm sorry that happened to you. Yeah, that's terrible. So if she is in, uh, are you in North Carolina? Yes. Okay. Is she in North Carolina? Yes. Okay. Right. So um, I would send her. Do you have? You do have a way of communicating with her, right? Email or phone or text or something. Yes, email. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, would, I would let her know that you're going to take her to small claims court if you don't have the piece of art by X date. Give her a deadline. Mm-hmm. Assume you know maybe she's run into some life circumstance that's causing a legitimate delay. Mm-hmm. Give her a little time. So you're being very reasonable. Give her like a month or something, and uh, give her a deadline. If she doesn't, small claims court is very efficient. They actually have these little packets. If you want to call, uh, call my office later and give me your email address, I'll email you a packet. Or you can find it online. It's a how-to guide for small claims court. Easy, easy peasy. You can do it. She probably won't even show up. You'll get a default, and then you can collect your $950 And you get your $950 back. Oh, that's great. Yeah, totally easy. Now, there you are, Katie. I hope that works out for you. Clearly, this person got in over their head. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I mean... (laughs) That sounds like something I'd say yeah. at a wedding. bar drunk. <laughs> yeah. I can pitch your wedding. Yeah. <laughs>
And then day of ceremony, I'm just there with an easel like. It's all stick figures. Like, oh, God, I don't know what I'm doing. What a great idea, though, yeah. to paint your wedding. I never yeah, heard of that. I've never heard of that Where either. they paint yeah, it. Because it's not real. It's not a thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah <right. laughs> I'm in over my head. I'm going to owe this person 950 bucks. She's <laughs> spent a coaster. Yeah. She's spent the $950 <laughs> yeah. and totally left. Where's my painting? Oh my God, you're right. Yeah, I don't have it. It's like what I did with uh, Felder. Uh, we have the two oh. guys at Chris Comedy All-Star shows coming up. Okay, six months ago, this kid who works here, who I like very much, we call him Felder because he looks like Don Felder from the Eagles. He was. We were talking at a Halloween event. He does stand up comedy, and he and he told me I do stand up comedy. I said you should open our next two guys. I'm Chris Comedy All Star event, and then I walked on. I never thought about it again. Now they're coming up. A week ago, he emails me. His name is David. He's like, hey, I know there was some talk of me hosting the two guys. I'm Chris Comedy All Star. I email everybody in the place. Who's this joker trying to worm his way in? Who wanted to horn in? I knew it was coming. I was so thrilled to see that email. It's no shock. I was on vacation, but I answered. I was first to answer because I was so excited. Hey, it was David. It's Don Felder. That's Felder. His name is David, and I. I think we should have him. I, you know, I say something and think, well, nobody's going to think of that. Apparently, he actually took me seriously. That's, yeah. that's what the the painter. Did I promise him a spot? Yeah, you did. You did. Ben, you have a question about roof repair now on a house for Lisa Lanier. Go ahead. Uh, yes, guys. I love the show, by the way. Listen every day. Thank you. Um, I bought a house about a year ago, and the inspector was offering a five-year leak guarantee on the roof. It's right there on the front of all the inspection paperwork mm-hmm. that I printed off. And needless to say, I've had about three leaks since the year I've lived there at the house. And um, I've had two other roofers that I trust and come from other sources say that the roof is maybe got two to three years left whenever the inspector told me there was maybe five years of the roof, you know, since the roof had been replaced. Right. So I contacted him and he's basically giving me a run around and saying that that's warranties just BS and it doesn't really mean anything. I mean, is he obligated to replace the whole roof? Like what? I mean, it's right there on, on it. Oh yeah. Yeah. So it sounds like uh, without reading it, it, the actual verbiage it's kind of hard to say for sure but it sounds like what you've purchased is a leak warranty and so he wouldn't be obligated typically to replace the whole roof but he would be obligated to repair the leaks Mm -hmm. and so i think you're you know you're in good standing to it sounds like with you know if, if you've got it in contract yeah you're in good standing to go after him for that and again you got the small claims option, although your amount here may be more than small claims because right. you're probably talking about you know more than ten thousand dollars if it's multiple leaks. Right. So you may also want to contact the North Carolina Attorney General. They have a consumer protection division, and they will actually go contact this guy, and they'll make him answer. You know, they'll do a, like a mediation kind mm-hmm. of thing. Mm-hmm. They really help out. So. It's the North Carolina Attorney General Consumer Protection Division. And is that on a website somewhere? Yeah, yep. okay. it sure is on the state website. Okay, so state's website, North Carolina Attorney General Consumer Protection Division. Am I the only one that's shocked that a roof has to have a leak contract? Yeah. I mean, really? Isn't that the idea yeah. behind a roof? Right. <laughs> yeah, that's good well, point. you know, a lot of these inspectors now offer a lot of these kinds of warranties. Like, they'll offer you an HVAC warranty, yes. things like that. And yes. I guess they. I guess he had confidence that it looked like it was in good shape. But yeah. 
Maybe I mean, roofs are like 20-year roofs, yeah. aren't they? Typically? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, it should be. Well, and he said it had just been uh, five years ago, just put on. Yeah, so, that's yeah. crazy. Yeah. Thank you, Ben. Uh, hope that works out for you. Go to that website and see if you can get some answers there. Dennis has a real estate question for Lisa Lanier. It's Ask the Lawyer Day. Dennis, go ahead. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Sure. My um, mother-in-law is 90 years old, and she's of sound mind and body. And she deeded her home to my wife and I, and we've given her living right to stay in the home, and we take care of her, and we love her to death. Mm-hmm. I was I was wondering if there's any way that any of the siblings uh, could ever intervene and create a, and uh, prevent us from being able to maintain that home. We do have deed to the home that her oldest son went with her to the you know lawyer and uh, assisted with that uh to put it in our name okay sounds like you're ironclad to me i didn't go to law school yeah it does sound like you're in he good shape yep. yeah the only thing that i could imagine is if they said that you were exerting some kind of undue influence on her and the, and that's not very successful in a real estate transfer sometimes it comes up in an estate like after the person passed if you had them change their will or something but i think you're in pretty good shape one other thing to consider is uh, there is a three-year look back for Medicaid if she were to like fall and break her hip and have to go into a nursing home. So uh, if you if there was no value given for the transfer, Medicaid will try to invalidate that transfer and take the money. Okay, so look into so that. something to be you know to be watchful, and right? Really watching out for. But sounds good so far. Sounds yeah, like sounds he's good done so the right far. thing. Yeah. All right, Dennis. Thank you very much, and good for you for taking care of your ninety-year-old mother-in-law and making sure you're covered as well. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no kidding. I'm not watching her for just love. <laughs> It's real estate involved. I'll tell you that just you saying that falling and breaking a hip, I just, uh, I I know one of these days I'm going to do that. And I just do not. And even now, I take the stairs one by one. Believe me, (laughs) I always do. You do lumber down the stairs. I do. I do not want the last. And getting out of the, you should see me getting out of the shower. I'm as careful as I can possibly be. I am too. My big body? You want to see me, my big body down the Nobody wants to find that. Uh, Jessica, you have a question uh, about an incident that you have at school. Go ahead. Yeah, thank you. Hey, Lisa. Hey. So I have a first grader. Now they're in second grade, but um, he has two disabilities. So he has an IP and a BIP. Um, when my child was being pulled out for EC services, he was walking away from his EC teacher. And a behavioral aide who works with a completely other child with special needs inserted himself into the situation and man- began dragging my child. So then there was a second inappropriate restraint where the aide who does not work with my child began dragging him again into another room. So part of what I'm wanting in the settlement is the video footage because it's part of my student's record. Um, By the way, he was suspended that day. So under FERPA, video is part of a student's record if they are disciplined. And we filed a motion to compel, but the district attorney is not the district attorney. The district's attorney is saying that the video is a personnel record. Um, so under public records, it seems that the AIDS record would be public if he was dismissed, suspended, or demoted, but he was not. So I'm aware that if law enforcement were involved, maybe that would make this different as far as the record. But I'm just curious if you know of any other case law or precedent that would help me get that video footage. Wow. You really wow. sound like you know your stuff. Let's yeah. That, Seriously, man. you've done your homework. Usually it. we can get video footage. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's pretty unusual for video footage to be protected, especially claiming that it's a personnel record. Because, that's not the case. I mean, especially where your child, you know, has was in the video and suffered a, a consequence mm-hmm. from what's captured there. Yeah. So I would press that. You know, I... um. Would certainly, it sounds like, so you have filed a motion to compel, it sounds like. So I would I would definitely press that. Hopefully the judge is going to 
come down on your side with that. Yeah, that just seems odd. Yeah, video is not typically a personnel file. And is it pretty much everything at school on video now, except the bathrooms? I think so. Yeah, in, and in, in even if uh, even if it's not on video, like we we have a case right now where a kid was just beat senseless, and mm. nobody mm. nobody came to his aid. No teachers, right in the middle of the main part of campus. Right. And uh, every kid in, around had a phone out. Of video course. It, you of know. course, yeah, yeah. So that's another thing. Maybe check out. I don't know if your kid is of an age where kids have phones, but maybe ask around and see if somebody also has video from their phone. Interesting question, too. Yeah. Wow. Thank you, Jessica. Good luck with that. Absolutely. It seems like you are in the right there. Appreciate the phone call and appreciate you listening. Larry's on the line and has a question for Lisa Lanier as well about a car accident. Larry, go ahead. Thank you. Good morning, Lisa, and thank you for your service. Uh, I was hit in a parking lot, in a private parking lot, and there's no question about the liability. It's about the settlement. The person that hit me's insurance company is $100 under the estimate that I got to fix it. I had my repair shop look at their their estimate, and the difference, he said, is in the, the paint material. Mine's a multi-stage paint to fix it, and he said the paint they're using won't make a match. You won't be able to match the paint exactly. Mm-hmm. I I tried to deny the insurance company's offer, but they put me on hold and then just hung up. Oh God, I hate that move. Don't you? When you're on hold forever and they just, and they hang up on you. So you're wanting more money for the the right paint, correct? Okay. Well, what I want to know, I mean, the difference is $100. Right. What what I want to do is take the lady that hit me, the small claims court. It's mm-hmm. under $1,000. Mm-hmm. And I should get the full amount of the estimate plus the filing fee. I'm not asking for, you know, time or anything else i just want my car fixed right what should yeah. he do should he go the small claims court route well so if you do that larry you know, then you can't accept any kind of settlement from her insurance so some people get confused and think you can take the settlement for the property damage and then still pursue mm-hmm. the individual you can't do that it's one or the other right so if you if you decide that you don't want to get your car fixed now and you want to do the small claims you absolutely can once you file that her insurance company will assign an attorney to it and I would bet that they would come up with the extra hundred bucks for you. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, I would even think, I mean, normally what happens is that, you know, the insurance company sends out an estimator, then that estimate goes to your body shop and they usually work it out. So, I mean, it's a little bit odd that over a hundred bucks they're, yeah. they're squabbling over that. That's yeah. a little unusual. You could also talk to your own insurance company. If you carried full like collision coverage, you could go through them. You would have, you'd be out your deductible, but then they would go after the at fault mm-hmm get your money back for you. And then they would do all the legwork for like the small claims. Well, maybe you should do it that way. Okay. Thank you very much, Larry. Appreciate it. Now, you know, I don't know the definition of deductible and don't tell me because I want to figure it out on my own. (laughs) Okay. Well, I don't know, but it's only 52, 51. (laughs) And I, I have a, a currently, you know, I'm dealing with a situation where they keep throwing the word deductible at me and I'm like, all right, why, whatever, fine. Right. But, uh, well, you know my situation, yeah. but we're try- I'm trying to get a major company to come in here. Is it best if something like that happens, you just deal with your own insurance first off? Or, you know, like for him, is that what you'd recommend? Just go to your insurance and let them fight for you? You know, these days it just takes so long to get yes. the property damage resolved. All the insurance companies, like a lot of businesses, they're understaffed. Yep. And it, we're finding that it takes three and four weeks sometimes just to get your 
car even looked at. Yeah. You know, it's kind of crazy. So I would really maybe just check out which one is the fastest, and it depends on how big your deductible is. Right. Whether you want to be out that, because you'll be out that for a little while. Right. You'll get it back. But, it, but yeah. a lot of people are squeamish about calling their own insurance because they're afraid that their rates are going to go up later. Yeah, no, as, yeah. long, as long as you weren't at fault, your rates will not go up. Well, using your collision. see, my guy said, though, and I trust him. I really do. He's a good insurance guy. He's always done me right. And, like, you know, I had this dishwasher just yeah. go, and it destroyed my kitchen, my dining room, all of this. And he said, that really, the best way to go is to go to the place where you bought it. You told me that. Yeah. The place where I bought it should be doing it. Yeah. They've passed me on to the manufacturer of the dishwasher, and that they finally have gotten a claim number. And they're and what, in Belgium or something? New Zealand. New Zealand. Okay, yeah. <laughs> believe it or not, Belgium, I believe, is closer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, they're on the other side of the yeah. dateline. Right. Right. What, what I want the local office is Belgium. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Kelly has to call up at 2 in the morning. <laughs> yeah, people think he's lying when he's like, their office is halfway around oh, the world. Right. I, have to, I have to time it just right. <laughs> it's tomorrow up. there. Yeah. Uh, yeah, right. It's the way I can't get them now. You're so fancy. Yeah. It's just because you're so fancy. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> that double drawer dishwasher. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Chuck, you have a comment on Popeye's chicken. Go ahead. Oh, uh, yes. Hey, guys. P1 here. Nice mm-hmm. to talk to you, Lisa. Hey. Um, so I was at Popeye's about three months ago, um, and I was ordering uh, uh, a shrimp combo, and now they advertise it being a quarter pound. Um, and then the lady said, so you would like three ounces of shrimp? And I said, well, that's kind of not a quarter pound. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I asked her, you know, is that what it says on your computer, three ounces? And she said, yeah, that's what it says, three ounces. So I'm wondering, is that just, you know, blatant false advertising? I wonder if there's, like, maybe any sort of, like, thing I could pursue there. That is false advertising. I think it certainly you should. sounds I like it. I think you <laughs> should pursue it. That's, you go ahead, but you know my issue with these kinds of oh, things. Oh, I know. Yeah, well, if they're advertising that you're getting a quarter pound of food and you're not, then... Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, then potentially, and it sounds like if that's something that they're doing over and over again, you could even, you see these all the time, you know, mm-hmm. these consumer protection class actions. Yes. Uh, here in this area, we're not, our laws aren't quite as favorable as they are like in California and some of those places, but right. there are there are attorneys that do nothing but these kind of consumer class actions. Yeah. You, you might even just Google like Popeye's mm-hmm. and uh, class action, you might see. But if he does that, what's the most he can, is he going to get like? Fifteen dollars, or yeah, and yeah or, or like a coupon for right, two twenty-five, right? right exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, is it worth it to you to do that to bring one of these class action lawsuits? In a class action, typically the the members don't get a lot. That's right. Well, Biggie and I are in line for two hundred and fifty dollars. Mm-hmm. All right. You see Celsius. You see what Celsius yeah, did? I saw yeah, that, yeah. They, they put that there were no preservatives in their drink, and we drink that energy drink Celsius. That's right. And there was something in yeah. there. And so now, if we can prove we drank it, and by God, I've drunk it, then yep. uh, we get at least twenty dollars, maybe two fifty. And I bet they love when shrimp guy shows up at the Popeyes. <laughs> no, you know, I think I think if you just claim you drank it, you get twenty bucks. I think the yeah, people, yeah, you're right, yeah, you're right. the people who have a receipt See, actually yeah. get the two fifty. And we keep Ricky, our, we got receipts. Yeah. Receipt. <laughs> I'm gonna get my two hundred fifty dollars. Mm, that's awesome. Thing. That's right. I'm yeah. not a measurement kind of guy, but how many? Ounces are in a quarter pound. I was just wondering that. I don't. I was looking for my phone to see how I can calculate that. Four, 16 ounces in a, in a yeah. pound, right? That's my. I think. I think so. Yeah. Sixteen yeah. ounces in a pound. So he needs one more. One ounce. more ounce. Yeah. They throw an extra shrimp at him. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. You're ordering the shrimp. Boy. <laughs> Maybe a shrimp and a half, like you know. You know, and that that yeah. may be that may be post that may be post cooking, right? Oh, that's the thing. Yeah. That's they may come back with that, so be prepared. Yeah, that man's a stickler. This is three. He is a stickler. Shrimp. That's I right. Yeah. They always say in the commercials, you know, it's a quarter pounder. He's throwing that's fractions at Popeyes. You're right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Excuse me. Yeah. <laughs> this is not a quarter pound. 